0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November eighteenth, twenty twenty. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Wither. Good morning,
1: Greg. How are you? I'm great, Gary. How are you? I'm just wonderful. I'm a very happy gamer. At the Why is moment. that? Why is that? There's just so much great stuff out there. It's just like great times to be, you know, new consoles, new games. It's the holiday season. And all the hot games come out it's just a lot of great stuff happening right now where have just you been spending most of your time games.
0: where have you been spending most of your time right now
1: i mean geez all over the place yeah. um trying to think i like what have i been playing in, in the last week i have played uh call of duty black ops cold war tetris mm-hmm. effect connected dirt five uh fuser um uh i've been watching my wife's been playing assassin's creed sure. uh, valhalla uh, Is she loving it. Play. You know,
0: she's a huge Assassin's Creed. Fan.
1: She's, I think, Odyssey still reigns supreme for her. But she's warming up to it more and more and more as she gets into it. She's, I mean, she's definitely like fully into it. Yeah, she's time.
0: invested. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She's already, she already went and bought like twenty dollars worth of like extra coins to buy Get like them Helix and credits. Yeah, go so We Got to still. buy them Helix credits. So many, yeah, so many, so many games, and I haven't even scratched the surface yet. Still so haven't played Yakuza. I haven't played Miles Morales mm-hmm. yet.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we've yeah. been
1: playing. Uh, my kid really loves Astro's Playroom. I've been playing sure. two-player uh, Sackboy. I'm, now I'm on. The, now I'm on the lookout for a third dual sets controller, so all three of us in the family can play Sackboy together. Is that hard, that's really hard to really find?
0: Fun you had put that in Slack the other day. I, I haven't been keeping up. Are, is it hard to get even that?
1: I don't know if it is or not. I'm just saying I need I okay. need I, it's on my it's on my list of things I need to do is get a third controller so all three of us can play Sackboy. Don't gotcha. sleep on Sackboy. I think it's getting lost in the mix, but it's a really sweet little game.
0: Fantastic game. We were talking about that on PS. I love you, XOXO. This week, I feel like that's uh, right now uh, kind of the shared message is that I've never had a launch i think or maybe even fall so fractured where there are so many different things i want to play usually i'm the guy right. i get a game i sit down i marathon that game until it's done then i move on to the next one and i find right. myself right now bouncing between all sorts
2: of
1: games oh yeah all well, i mean because because it, it, yeah there's just there's so much good stuff it's like even though you may be interested in a game like black ops i was able to dispense with quite quickly that is a very short campaign i, I sure. started black ops cold war um like one evening and i was done with it by like the next afternoon i just kind of burned through the campaign short campaign really silly and fun in the way that you expect you know cold war campaigns uh to be you know historically egregious across the board but nevertheless (laughs) you know very 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 fun and i I don't know if i'm going to mess with the multiplayer yet but i managed to burn through that what else? I I, I was I literally was like keeping a list of like everything I've been playing lately. As I try to, I'm gonna talk
0: a, about there, Gary. There's sure too many Pino, games. Nick Carpino getting big into Black Ops Cold War. I would love yeah. to see. I'd love to see a multiplayer stream with you and him.
1: I saw. Well, no one ever invites me, Greg. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not just gonna you know like gate crash them. Uh, People ugh. have to invite me to play. I'll, I'm there. I, I, I watched some of the stream the other day with uh, Snowbike and uh, with Kevin and, and and Nick, and it was uh, it was great. I, I was like, why? I'd, I'd love to be playing in this game. No one invites me, Greg. I'm sorry. You hate to see, especially. That's what he said about Marvel,
2: and we invited him during the like uh, demo period, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll hit you up." Nothing.
0: He's got you there, dead to rights. He's got you there, dead to rights, Gary.
2: That was
1: Marvel, though. Dead game. It wasn't dead at the time! That's why we really liked it! (laughs) Ladies and
0: gentlemen, we have no time to waste, even though we're wasting it. Today we're going to talk about the Game Awards 2020 nominations, Embracer buying 12 video game developers, and Hyrule Warriors reviews rolling out, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun. Then, of course, on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you. Can get every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we only do on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, and you can keep the mics, mics and lights on. Back and beyond, I used to always say, "Remember IGN.com keeps the mics and lights on, the mics on, the lights on." I used, I had said something and I can't get back to it. I've been trying to reintegrate it, but I can't do it, Gary. I gotta go back. Maybe, and maybe to it's not
1: game. meant to be. Maybe it's telling. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm forcing it to be a thing. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, force yeah. it. It's true.
0: If you have no bucks, to toss our way. It's no big deal. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kind of slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday, housekeeping for you there is a brand new episode of the kind of funny podcast up on youtube.com slash kind of funny in podcast services around the globe it's called we do an escape room that's right we dialed into the mall of america yesterday and did an escape room with a guy in an escape room with an ipad strapped to his chest and we ordered him around as we tried to get out of the escape room it's some grade a kind of funny content check it out the kind of funny podcast uh, thank you to our patreon producers blackjack and tom bach Today they we're brought to you by Gabby Upstart and HelloFresh, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
2: How big is that?
0: How big is that? Why are you so winded?
2: I uh, screwed up my timing and uh, I realized 10 minutes like from our start time that I had to be home and I was like half a mile away. So I had to run. I had to run.
0: I'm tired. Now does Cecil, when you run, does Cecil understand the urgency or does he think you're just playing with him?
2: He understands the urgency and he is running full blast, tongue Good. all the way out, wind wow. in his hair. It was fantastic
0: uh ladies and gentlemen the top story of the day of course is the game awards 2020 nominations jeff Keighley, of course took to the internet today to tell everyone what the judges the more than 90 outlets who voted on the game awards have nominated in several different categories we're gonna run through them here we will not run through every category you of course can find those around the internet uh some top line highlights though uh this year sony interactive entertainment is the most nominated publisher with 22 nominations across its portfolio of games this is the second highest highest count for publisher nominations in Game Awards history following Nintendo's record-setting 23 nominations for the Game Awards 2017. Then on Twitter, industry analyst Benji Sales rounded this up. Here is the four titles up for the most Game Awards at the Game Awards 2020, not including the Esports Award. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two has 10 nominations. Hades has eight nominations. Ghost of Tsushima has seven nominations. And Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake has six nominations. Gary, let's top line it here. Again, I've cut off a few of the categories, mainly the Esports stuff, some of the sim stuff. So not the full list. You can get that uh, around the globe but as we get into this now game of the year your nominees are animal crossing new horizons doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of Tsushima, uh, hades and the last of us part two gary game of the year those six nominees right there how does that sit with you where does it smack you what's going on
1: um you know i haven't played every game on that list i've played most of them yeah. um i think it's I mean, first of all, let me preface this by saying to you what I said, what I said to you before the show. I don't care about awards. I, I think they're, I think they're silly. So you already I, got I, an Oscar,
0: you don't care anymore. I understand.
1: I, I think they're largely a waste of time, um, and uh, I understand why people like them. I just personally don't care about them so it's sure. hard i'm not if you're expecting a rant or something you're not going to get it because i have to care about something to rant. guarantee about it, and we're going to get a rant by awards. the end
0: of this when we get to reader mail i guarantee there'll be a gary would a rant up your sleeve but okay
1: the only the only thing i'll say about the game of the year awards category and it does actually irritate me a bit that's because i did not because i care about awards because I, I i think they just got this one wrong uh and i'll just say in general any any game of the year shortlist nominee list that doesn't have four guys on it is illegitimate in my eyes wow so there you go Wow. Spitting
0: in Jeff Keighley's face. You know what I mean? You, you hate to see it, but it's not the first time you've done it. Yeah. I think the, the game of the year list is interesting. Again, animal crossing doom, final fantasy ghost of Sushima, uh, Hades and the last of us part two. Uh, for me, the standout on there is Doom Eternal. I'm really surprised Doom Eternal got a nod. I would have thought a Fall Guys would have gotten in. Yeah, over
1: see, that. that's so I mean I so I hesitate to say it because I that, that's one of the that's one of the ones I haven't played. So it's not really for me to it, it's not really a legitimate viewpoint for me to say you should take off this game I haven't played and replace it with one sure. that I have. But it kind of feels like, you know, I, I'm glad that you said it because it kind of I, I had the same thought. It's like if one if I had to swap one game out here for Fall Guys based on what I've played and what I know of each game, I would probably drop Doom Eternal. Uh, for four guys um all the others i think are very no one's going to complain about last of us or hades or tsushima uh those are all totally legitimate doom eternal i'm just kind of like eh uh but for i mean but four guys is it, it should really and i've been saying this for a long time now um four guys is the, the no, no game of the year uh, nominee list is complete without it and uh, this one doesn't have it um i don't get it that's all Seems very strange to me.
0: While we're here, again, we're gonna go through all these cat not all the categories, all the categories I wrote down here. Uh, Wit writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and says, So the game awards nominees were just announced, and very few November games made as much of a splash as many expected or hoped. Jeffy Grubgrub from GamesBeat, of course, even said that voting happened before people got to play Demon Souls and Sackboy. I hope this is not too contrarian, but I just don't buy Greg's argument that the Game Awards won't be as popular if it moves to early January. The Oscars is the most watched live television event in the United States outside of the Super Bowl. And it does not occur until mid to late February. In fact, uh, the anticipation by moving to January may get people. uh, There was I didn't put a period there late February period. In fact, the anticipation by moving to January may get people more invested because they will actually have time to play all the games during the holidays does jeff think that he will not get as many game announcements if he moves the game awards to january ultimately it's just a pet peeve of mine but i do think the game awards would benefit as a whole for both the games and the consumer by moving it to january love all you do stay safe and healthy gary should the game awards move to january
1: yes Wow. I, I quite. We've talked about this before, Greg. We talked about it, what was it, last year with the Jedi Fallen Order debacle, where that couldn't be considered because it came in a little bit late. It's, it's dumb. I don't understand it. I don't understand the thinking behind it. The Game Awards, I think, now has established itself as a big enough event in its own right that you could put it any time in the year and people are going to tune in and people are going to want to partner and do their announcements and stuff like that. There's, again, there's a reason why the Oscars are in February. It's to give... Uh, all the jurists and all, and all the voters enough time to properly, you know, view and consider and think about and ruminate on and vote for everything that came out in that calendar year. Just like uh, video games, a, lo- a lot of the a lot of the prestige movies come out toward the end of the year because they want to be, you know, freshest in the in the in the voters' uh, minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. That's a strategy. Uh, a lot of the biggest and best games come out at the end of the year because that's the holiday buying season. So two different reasons. Um, but in, but in both games and movies, a lot of the, a lot of the games and a lot of the films that are most likely to be worthy of awards consideration come out towards the end of the year. That's why the Oscars are where they are. Why the Game Awards doesn't do that, and so instead we get this ridiculous situation where, um, a, a, you know, a huge, you know, awards-worthy game like Jedi Fallen Order can't be considered, or especially this year when a lot of the big next-gen titles that people are excited about, and you've got, you know, Jeff Grubb saying, "Well, we only had one day to consider it." It's preposterous. They, they, sh- they should move it. They should. If, 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 again, I don't really care whether you do awards or not, but if you're going to do them, do them properly. L- allow, allow people to properly um play and consider and vote for everything that came out in that calendar year or what you know what's the point it's it's silly i I think i think it delegitimizes the awards to a large degree to do them this way
0: i think you know uh, i just saw a blessing in the chat over here uh make a point that i think resonates to some extent and that's the game awards aren't the oscars the game awards are the vmas and i think that is the push and pull of this is the game awards are the premier awards show for our industry. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Dice awards are great and they have a great host every year, but game awards are where all the eyes are (laughs) and what's going on with it. And I think that's interesting to wrestle with in terms of what Jeff wants the show to be and what the show is, which I think is great. And of course there's a, we have cool friends with Jeff. I'd encourage everybody to go see where we talk about doing the, especially this year in the pandemic but not only what he wants it to be, but what it actually is now and what it actually is to the audience. Cause the argument always is in what we talk about on the, the we have cool friends with Jeff, me and him is that, well, yeah, there are these weird cutoff times for it, but, Jedi Fallen Order is then still counted for next year. Next year, you know, Demon Souls and uh, yeah, Demon Souls Remastered and Sackboy will be eligible for the next round of things, right? In terms of how this all shakes down, I think I'm speaking out my ass on that. We're going off of what Jeff uh, Jeff Grub said. I haven't checked the dates of. I'm we are a judge for full disclosure, kind of funny, but I forget what the dates are for what we when it was the cutoff for nominations, yada. yada. But for argument's sake, right now, and what the industry actually holds them up to be, I think this year. And, like, because WIT co- takes me to task here, right? Uh, I just don't buy Greg's argument that the Game Awards won't be as popular if it moves to early January. There's a lot to wrestle with, and 2020, I think, really does put it in a different lens and in a different conversation this time around, where I think historically it has been – the Game Awards have been here at the end of December because of it's a great marketing beat to get you excited for the new year. We're past Black Friday, so people will talk a little bit about what's coming up for next year and get you hyped for that. You know, it timed out with PSX in the past – Old days. Uh so there was already an event happening to piggyback off to you know to give uh runway to the game awards to make it seem like to make both events, you know, feed off of each other's energy and get to where they need to be and going and how big they need to be. Um, and then also traditionally, this is how you know your IGNs and Game Spots and websites have done it before. I shouldn't, and again, this is you know, every year it changes, everybody does it differently, yada, yada, yada. I do wonder for 2020 if right now the traditions of the game awards are hampering the game awards where if it is the fact that well yeah you know at the end of the year it's it, another great reason it's where it is is that hey everybody can get come to this you're done making your games you're you know studios are starting to go dark everybody's going away for the holidays and the industry at large the people who would go to the game awards want to celebrate and blow off steam and have this big party and have this big uh, celebration together whereas january it is again this is a traditional year January is you're starting to ramp up and you're starting to get going. You're starting to think about what happens next and even bringing dice into the conversation and not the dice awards, but the dice, uh, actual event. You have an event in February already. That's going to be this big thing. So I think it's traditionally been this juggling of it is an event and it is an industry meet and greet. And it is this thing that's marketing 2020. I think obviously threw all that out the fucking window because this year, nobody's going anywhere. Obviously, uh, this year, and I don't even mean this year, right? Let me open up the stats over here from what we got sent, right? Like, uh, the Game Awards don't need to worry about coasting off or drafting off of the success and popularity of a PSX. The Game Awards are far and away fucking huge. In 2019, the Game Awards reached 50 million global viewers, including a peak live concurrent audience of more than 7.7 million fans. Uh, Game Awards can go anywhere they want and be a big deal now. And so this would have been the year I think where it would have made sense to say, you know what we're doing this is virtually and we're doing it the first week we come back in January. And again, that's partly because of what 2020 is and how this year's shaken out. And then how that has shaken the game awards to be something different. I don't know. And this is the argument, you know, we, we you and I have had it before on camera, uh, Gary, an argument is being a bit loose with the discussion of, well, yeah, like, it'd be cool, but who cares? And it's Jeff's thing. And if that's what he's doing, that's what it is. And those are the rules. And it cuts off here and it cuts off there. But it is this push and pull, I think, especially this year under the microscope of 2020 of did it need to be this way?
1: Yeah, I mean, and let me preface this by saying I like it. You know, I know he and I have our like fake feud on the internet, but I like Jeff Keighley a lot. Like he's done a lot of great work in this industry. He's built this thing up from nothing into a tremendous success. He's paid his dues. Fair play to him. I, I give him all the credit in the world for building this amazing thing. Um, having, said, having said all of that, um, I don't buy the argument that it would somehow be less popular uh, in January or February than December. Why? Do we, do we suddenly have better things to do in January or February than watch the Game Awards, whereas in December we don't? It makes no sense to me at all. And I think it's a very telling argument because when we talk about popularity, what we really mean is money. What we really, what we really mean is ratings and and how much is a sponsorship worth, and things like that. And I think that it's it's clear that I mean it, it's it's I, I think it's maybe a mistake to compare it to uh, the Oscars, and it is closer to I think you mentioned before like the VMAs as a um, and joy, yeah. the MTV Movie Awards and stuff like that, where like you don't take the awards seriously, but like it's just an excuse for a big party and to sell advertising and for everyone to kind of you know get congratulate hyped. each other and it's yeah just get hyped up and it really is about like you know, like most anticipated and all that, all those bullshit awards that we know are just, you know, kind of, you know, marketing uh, and publicity opportunities. And that's, if I can
0: stop you for one second. Yeah, remember, I mean, like, and again, this is no offense to Jeff or the Game Awards. I love the Game Awards. I'm proud to be a voting member of the Game Awards, but in so many ways, right, another reason it's in December is, as Gary just said, it's advertising on both both ends, where it is not only are we, hey, we're advertising the games that we think are the best in the year. That way you buy them leading into Christmas or kids ask their parents for them with Christmas or your gift card you get at Christmas, you go and spend it on. It's also, hey, advertising for what's coming in January and getting you, or you know, the new year, what's coming in the next year.
1: Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And we're in a, and we're in a situation where, like, for example, Cyberpunk, which is un- undoubtedly the most anticipated game of 2020. And, I, you know, it has a legitimate shot of, of, you know, it'd be very unlikely, I think, that it's not, going to be one of the best games of the year like a game of the year contender but it won't be because guess what they already announced the list and the game's not even out yet because it comes out in december now they'll say the same argument that they made about jedi fallen oh well you know it'll fall into our arbitrary window for next year but i guarantee you it won't be a game of the year contender next year i don't know about that 12 months from now it's going to be old news and we're going to be talking about the new shiny mm -hmm. things I don't know why they can like, it's really simple January first to December 31st like d- just like every other awards show does it every other awards show does it on a calendar year and they schedule the show to allow all the games and all the and all the movies or whatever to be released uh within within a certain uh year um to have proper time uh to consider them um but I I don't know because they're obsessed with having out over the holiday season where they think it's going to be the most um uh the most eyeballs on it and again the 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 biggest money in terms of you know sponsorship advertising the game reveals and stuff like that you know again it's fine let 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 it be what it is but you know don't don't pretend it's something let- it's not it's it's a it's a commercial enterprise First and foremost, if you want, like, if you want, like, the really legitimate game awards, you can go to the Dice Awards or the GDC Choice Awards. But or here's the thing: like is like,
0: that. In, here's the thing. Well, first, of all, oh man, Gary, I love having you on the show. So many great discussions. We're not, <laughs> like, I, there's so many things you said. I want to <laughs> jump in on. Let's jump in right there. If you want a legitimate award, as, as spoilers for this: there are no legitimate awards. Like, this is all. There's no, there, like, even for us as the critics in the '93 outlets or whatever, right? <laughs> like, everyone took this seriously and everyone did it, but. Not every judge is able to play every game, so like it's that it does become what have you played and what have you done, and even for dice that it, it, like legitimizing it and legitimate that's the industry voting on their peers, right? And look at how many people flipped the fuck out last year when Untitled Goose Game one Game of the Year. Like it's it's these things are we're and this is goes back to me and when I this is when I worked at IGN, not right now. They keep changing. I'm not even sure where they are, but when we had a hundred point scale. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we are not, this is not science. This is not, it's not like I take game this and I pull these things and I sit there and the computer goes, boop, 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 boop. It's a 7.75. And I'm like, great, fucking, we got it we down to the fraction of a decimal point score. Like all of this is just opinions. And all that means is it's what you played and what you care about and what you go for. And it's the whole reason that like, there's a million different things. I would say that, You're never in the same way you're never going to be able to go to IG and GameSpot. Kind of funny. Go see a a review, be like, oh, Greg really liked this game. And then you go and play it and don't like it. You're like, Greg lied. No, it's that I have a different opinion. And that's all these award shows are. And that's the thing is, we get so hung up on taking them so seriously and i think also and this is me definitely being very greg miller about this so stick with me because you know i know video games really well and don't really care about me, uh, movies and stuff i enjoy them, but i don't like live and die for it right where i think we put the oscars on this pedestal but every time the oscars do something i hear the fucking same arguments about them oscars so white how why did they snub this not enough judges saw that they hate this director like uh, there is no award show that is legitimately like we are the super objective monolith god and we say these are the best things of the thing
1: no i think i i i think that's that's a very good point point. and let me let me clarify um i don't necessarily think that the 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 game awards are um any more or less legitimate than any other again i think they're all silly um they are, and, and i but i know why they exist because people like to read and watch and argue about them and they drive engagement and they drive clicks they drive traffic so awards aren't going anywhere i remember this all the way uh, back from my days in print magazines, when we did our Game of the Year awards issue at the end of the yeah. year, that was always a big selling issue. And it drove uh, more, um, you know, uh, uh, you know readership than than anything else we did uh, that year. People love lists. Best this, you know, best ever this, worst ever that, Game of the Year. People just love it because it's like something you can like zero in on. and especially these days in the age of the Internet where people love to disagree with one another. It's a focal point for disagreement. And this is why, you know, right now there's a lot of people complaining about why isn't this in there or that this got snubbed. You're right; like it's just round and round. Uh, you know, the wheel never stops turning, and I get that. Like again, I find it a bit boring, but it is what it is, and you know, we're going to live with awards forever. The the, the one specific point I want to make, mm-hmm. and I've been making about the Game award, it's just weird to me that they that they schedule it in such a way. That by definition, many of the games, like I mean, Cyberpunk's a perfect example, which is probably going to be a Game of the Year's contender, won't be considered this year, and now has to be uh, will be will be thrown into the into the into the lot next year at a disadvantage because by the time we're looking at it next year, it's going to be twelve months old, and there's going to be a, a bunch of newer and shinier stuff. You it's brought so-
0: it back around, and I love you so much for it. John uh, Conti wrote into patreoncom slash games today and said, "We're spoilers for when we get the back, best action adventure, Jedi Fallen Order went." For from a potential Game of the Year to one nomination for Action Adventure. Do you think this is due to its release timing or that it simply doesn't stack up against this year's nominee? Personally, I think it deserves a Game of the Year nominee. Will we see something similar happen with Cyberpunk next year? Obviously, we are out on a limb here. We have not played... uh, Blessing is the only person on Kind of Funny staff who's played Cyberpunk. I've seen two behind-closed-doors E3 demos of Cyberpunk. Obviously, we've all watched Night City Wire. The game looks incredible. Let's say Cyberpunk lives up to the hype and is the best thing since sliced bread or whatever. I guarantee you, guarantee you, it will be on game of the year list next year for 2021. I think that it is apples and oranges. Jedi Fallen Order. I uh, this is I, I I put out a tweet today of like, what a fucking year for games. And the subtext to that, ladies and gentlemen, is last year when we were barreling towards game of the year. And I was like, oh, I haven't really played anything I like in Jedi fallen order came around. I played it. I platinumed it. I loved it. I saw all the flaws. I saw all the issues and glitches and hangups. And I was like, This is still the most fun I've had this year. This is still my game of the year. I think last year was so weak. That's why Jedi Fallen Order stood out and could have had a chance at Game of the Year last year. This year, again, with all due respect to Jedi Fallen Order, a game I adore and am super excited for a sequel and love Cal and will buy the lightsaber, my third version of his lightsaber when Disney has it at the park, I would not have put that in my top six Game of the Year nominations this year.
1: Yeah, it's. I think. I think with Cyberpunk, it's possible that there'll be, there'll be an exception because it is such a titanically massive game. Like it's, you know, in, in terms of anticipation and profile, it's above everything else. Right now, again, remains to be seen. We don't know. There's yeah, still. Exactly. A, it could suck. Still, the, yeah, I, I. don't think it will. But like, I don't it, either. It, but it, it could. could. <laughs> it could happen. I don't think we're ready for the. Even if it comes in like even slightly below expectations, it's. It's tough. It's, they've created a very high bar. Uh, to clear with cyberpunk because the expectation is like it's almost impossible to match i think they very well might do it i'm super super duper excited um to play it but yeah like, i think we can move on i i i've made my well, point the, one the, thing the, I game, say, the game awards should should be in in february i think
0: one thing i want to well come see it watch the dice awards probably hosted by me and show again we don't know we haven't signed any contracts uh for cyberpunk i think it actually might work in its benefit too to be next year because if that game is as huge and varied and crazy as it is what would it have done this year let's say it hits its initial date and we got it a week early and it's like again these reviewers who are playing it saying it's great and yada yada yada. but think about what it's going to look like a year after it comes out and everybody's seen all the different variations and there are all these different comparison and contrast videos and like oh my god well if you did this two hours in 30 hours in they say this and they do that like mean again if cyberpunk lives up to its potential i think that game is going to be on such a pedestal that no one's going to be able to knock it down, or not yeah. knock it down. So there could be a different game of the year. Obviously, you know, fucking God of War and Horizon and Halo and everything else you're throwing out, and uh, maybe Zelda. And like, there's enough stuff happening this year. Like, I'm not saying it's a shoe in for Game of the Year. I'm just saying that I still think you're gonna. If if it nails everything it's trying to nail, you don't have to worry about it getting Jedi Fallen yeah. Order.
1: And at the end of the year, and at the end of the year, if you're annoyed about your favorite game not getting, uh, you know, nominated trust me there's 500 other awards out there that flop, flop, flopping around this time of year go you, you can go you can go find plenty of awards where your favorite Look game for kind has, of funny games has been has been nominated um, and that's the other
0: thing too where i love it like uh, and i get this is greg miller saying this obviously greg miller chucklehead who plays video games talks about him right not a person who's made video games i i'm with you gary of for the most part all awards are kind of meaningless right like it's cool and it's great and it's great to see people's work re- rewarded and shit but again it is like just having these conversations and talking about it, and even if the game didn't make the nominations, to see people out there going like, "Where the fuck is Game X?" Like that feels good. I would hope for the creators. Yes, I'm sure they want the you know statue uh, from Jeff Keighley, they want the statue from Dice and stuff like that. But it is this thing of celebrating the industry and seeing how much cool shit we did.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with celebrating achievement, and we should put a spotlight on uh, you know the creators of, of of our of the games that we love to play so much. Um, and there's nothing wrong with making money. And, and you know, Game Awards does all of those things um that's and, and that is primarily why a lot of these um things uh exist so um you know again i hate i hate to say it, i don't really we've been we've been talking about it a lot but i just don't care that oh much. you've had
0: a great time though you've had a great time talking <laughs> haven't you and we're not done because i want to run you through the rest of the categories uh right, best game go. direction final fantasy uh ghost of tsushima uh hades half-life alex uh the last of us part two uh best narrative 13 sentinels uh final fantasy 7 ghost of tsushima hades the last of us part 2 best art direction final fantasy 7 ghost of tsushima hades ori and the will of the wisps uh in the last of us part 2 best performance ashley johnson is ellie in the last of us part 2 laura bailey is abby in the last of us part 2 uh the uh, day suki uh Suji right, uh, as Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades. Uh, Najee Jeter as Miles Morales in Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales. Uh, Games for Impact, if found, Kentucky Route Zero. Spirit uh, Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why and Through the Darkest of Times. Best Ongoing, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. Best Indie, Carry On, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, Spiritfarer. Best Community Support. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. Uh, Innovation in Accessibility. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, uh, Hyper Dot, The Last of Us Part 2, Watch Dogs Legion. Best VR AR. Dreams, Half-Life Alyx, Marvel's Iron Man Sp- VR, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Best Action, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alyx, Neo 2, Streets of Rage 4. Best Action Adventure, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Last of Us Part Two. Best Role Playing, uh, Final Fantasy VII, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Best Family, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live, Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario. Best Debut Game, Carrion, uh, Mortal Shell uh raji an ancient epic uh roki and phasmophobia and then content creator of the year alana pierce from the kind of funny x cast nowhere else that's where she came from uh nick mercs tim the tatman j ann lopez and valkyrie like i said that's just a rundown of the ones that apply most to the audience we have a kind of funny a lot of esports out there a lot of racing stuff still out there check out all the game awards stuff for that uh gary surprises
1: on there for you I wasn't really paying attention. You
0: hate awards. Yeah.
2: I looked into it. You, I, heard
1: you, I heard you rattle off a long list of, of game names. Yeah. Uh, and no, no, I mean, you know, I, I, I looked at them this morning, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Again, I, it's, it's it's hard for me to care. I, I, you know, whatever. Good luck, good get luck to all the one. nominees.
0: Uh, Krajuki wrote in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and said, Among Us got nominated for an award, but weirdly not best ongoing game. How significant is it? Do you think? How significant do you think it is, considering it came out in 2018, even though it didn't have its moment until 2020? Does this set a new precedent when we think about past game awards shows and the conversations about PUBG, Fortnite, etc.? So Gary do you have an issue this year? Is it something that changes every time with Among Us not being a game that came out in 2020 being nominated for game awards in 2020.
1: It popped up a little bit when I was perusing the um the uh, the list of awards this morning because it's an it's an interesting story isn't it Among Us we've talked about it uh before it came out in like what 2017 2018 didn't really take off and then a couple of big time streamers discovered it this year and like the, 2020 is the year of Among Us right even if it technically came out in twenty seventeen um or twenty eighteen. Um I can't remember. It's it's in that area. Twenty eighteen. no, it's, oh, in the, okay, it's in the it's in the question. Twenty
0: eighteen.
1: So it came out in twenty eighteen. I saw twenty seventeen in a couple of places. Maybe it was like in beta or something. Anyway. Um yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I think, you know, twenty again, it wasn't the year that it was released, but it was the year that everyone paid attention to it. But again, so what what is the criteria? Does that mean that um other other games that have been around for a while if they suddenly massively become popular um uh and, and take off that they now are worthy of consideration even though they've been knocking around for years i don't know yes. it's like we can't no, that's that is that. we keep Jeff talked about that yeah. okay so fine um, okay I, that, that that's I, I don't have a problem with that personally I, mean, I'm, I'm, I, love among us, I think among us should be recognized it's a terrific game and right if it now, it a couple it's, of years for people to wake up to that, then that's fine with me.
0: Among Us is nominated for Best Multiplayer and uh, Best Mobile Game. Uh, yeah, I think that is, uh, again, uh, you want to talk about how old I am and how long I've done this. I know the arguments we've had of, well, this game already came out. What well, was in beta? What well, was early access? Well, now it's here and it's this and it's that. And like, To have Jeff this year be very loud and very clear of like, listen, it's just what games, what games were the best games of the year? And if you look at a thing and this is the game you played the most of it this year and that's where it belongs, nominate it that way. And if the chips fall that way and it gets the nomination votes, then let's go for it. And I think, I think that's, that's the fine. right way I think to do that's it. that's fine
1: because what would the other way be to do it? Hey, you know, this was an amazing Sorry. game that everyone yeah. loved this year, but hey, no one, no one noticed it when it first came out a couple of years ago. So bad luck. No, I, 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 I agree on this one. Again, I don't know if the if the criteria needs to be flexible. It's like, yeah, what was the what was the best what was what was the not necessarily what's the best game that came out this year, but what was the best game this year? If that's if that's going to be the criteria, then fine, just let it be that.
0: I agree with you, Gary. I'm glad you agree with me and Jeff Keeley on this one. Uh, I want to get into the Riot Goes Wolf had this uh, similar question. Uh, Grounded was nominated for Excellence in Accessibility, and it brought some things to mind. First of all, I love the game. It is very much an early access. I am assuming the major reason they're being nominated is the Spider Slider, an accessibility setting that makes the spiders in the game appear less spider-like for arachnophobes however the game won't fully release until 2021 at the earliest do you think this is odd to have something that's not going to be released this year be nominated or has obsidian shown enough to deserve the award personally i love seeing creative ways to implement accessibility like this and hope this nomination encourages others to think about how to expand their audience uh, to those who might not want to play otherwise or be able to play otherwise um Riot, I think it's a no, your question is very interesting and a number of things. You know, Spider Slider and Grounded happened this year. And especially for it to be nominated for uh, innovation and accessibility, I think you're right that it's being nominated for the Spider Slider. So it's not being nominated for game of the year, best experience, most accessible game even. It's being nominated for innovation and accessibility. And I think that, yeah, even though that's early access and yeah, it's still a, a very basic product right now, as that game is not about what it's going to do in the future, it's about what it did right now in 2020. And I think that that's a worthy addition and a worthy one that, to inspire people and make them understand that.
1: Am I, I, think, wrong, I think that, yeah, I'm, I, I don't have a problem with that either. And I'm glad that they're doing uh, these accessibility categories. And by the way, kudos to uh, Alana and Steven Spawn for doing the whole like, accessibility, accessibility awards over. that um, they came up with. Hold on, hold on. There should Alana, be more of that.
0: Alana, Steven, and kind of funny, is Kevin Coelho
1: yeah oh was kevin involved in that
0: yeah kevin i ran was the it director
1: he ran the oh show. well that's great kevin kudos to you also well done it was brilliant we should be there Thank should you. Be more of that
2: it's really easy conversation i have to have with kind of funny at some point
0: it's really easy oh what how easy right. your job is no no, no i i've been I like saying it. for years we should pay you less
2: all right let's see how that goes
0: camera's dead uh final question on this game game awards front gary and it's something i think you have an interesting take on being of course from the movie world as well uh connor kill murray writes into patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, KFGD crew, at the Oscars, I'm always confused as to why there's a distinction between best director and best movie, since being the best director would imply they made the best movie, and same goes for the Game Awards. However, games are a totally different beast, so I was wondering if you all can provide some insight as to what you think makes a game Game of the Year, but that there could be better game direction for someone else. Thanks, in Game Daily uh gary from your side for connor when you think about the oscars and you think about movie award shows and you think of best movie best director what's the delineation there for you
1: i you know it's i I think it's a very narrow one and for that reason i I, again i don't have the statistics but i think if you went back and look you would you would find that most of the time the vast majority of the time best director and best movie go to the same movie not all the time there definitely Mm -hmm. are there definitely have been um uh, exceptions to that, when there is an exception, when best director and best movie are split, people notice it, they go, oh, that's weird because they know that the two things kind of go hand in glove. I don't know if being the director of a movie and being the director of a game are necessarily the same thing. Not every not every game has a quote unquote director, like the, 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 the cinematic type ones do, The Last of Us, God of War, they have directors and we generally tend to know who those people are. They they, they kind of become um, you know personalities in their own right. Um, but not, I, you know, there are plenty of games out there that, that don't necessarily have direction quote unquote in the, in, in the, in the traditional way, um, that we're thinking about it. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a vast majority you'll notice that all the ones that are up for best direction tend to be very, um, narratively driven and very kind of cinematic in the Mm. way that they Mm. present their story and their experience. That's no accident. Those games are directed in a similar way, uh, to movies uh, being directed, but not every game. Um, is like that and for, and 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 so I think it's it, i i wouldn't I wouldn't com- i wouldn't um compare apples to oranges uh in in that sense
0: so from the for the game awards in particular right the way the ballot and the categories are described here game of the year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields best game direction <laughs> awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design for me that's and it's what Gary was talking about that you know, A director on a movie is a different thing than a director in a game. I think, you know, for me, game of the year is always what's the best game? What's the best game of the year that we can look to and say, this is as good as our industry did. This was the most fun. It had the best whatever, yada, yada. It was the best thing we did. I think that that can be just gameplay. That can be the creative world you're building on your own, that you're having with it, the experiences you're creating and having. Whereas I think game direction is very much... Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design that can just be something that is off the wall and you can't believe they did and it doesn't mean it's game of the year but when you get to control and that music kicks in and the world turns on its side like that's fucking crazy and i i might be speaking out of turn i think last year death stranding won best game direction right and it's that was one for me where i was like death stranding wasn't my game of the year but i do think it was outstandingly it had an outstanding creative vision and all this crazy shit that came together and made it work and play the way it did and that's the best example i think you can give of what the difference is there and that yeah even though even right now right like looking at these two lists game of the year is animal crossing doom final fantasy ghost of tsushima hades and the last of us part two game direction is all of those except for doom like just doom isn't included there in terms of game direction Right. And so that's, yeah, it it makes sense that, like you said, Gary, that it's kind of hand in hand, but I think they can separate and go off and be their own different things. True. Awards. Gary, I want to thank you. I know this is tough for you to come in here and just not care about awards with me. Well, I'm going to give you a minute to catch your breath while I tell the world about our sponsors. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Gabby. You know, you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. Sure, you'd love to save money, but is spending hours on your own shopping for a lower rate to maybe save a few bucks worth it? Probably not. Do what a lot of folks have done, including Tim Gettys' own, or no, Kind of Funny's own, Tim Gettys, and use Gabby. Gabby does all the work for you in just a few minutes. And get this Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. Uh, That's what plenty of folks did. It's fast, it's easy, and you can discover how much you're overpaying for your insurance. Like I mentioned earlier, Gabby customers save nine hundred and sixty-one dollars per year on average. Uh, I'd bet that'd be nice to have in your pocket at the, each year. You get a console right now. You get one of the next-gen consoles. If they can't find you savings like they've done for plenty of others, they'll let you know uh, so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. You're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash games daily. That's G-A-B-I.com slash games daily. Gabby.com slash games daily. Our next sponsor is Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes just a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. And our final sponsor of the day is HelloFresh. HelloFresh offers convenient no-contact delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way hello fresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes uh kind of funny loves hello fresh you've heard me talk about tim and gia using it uh gia made some pork ragu recently uh, tim loved it that's great blessing has been using it and if you didn't know blessing usually eats like a 13 year old boy on vacation from his parents this guy is cooking he's having fun he's enjoying it again it takes out the guesswork you get the, the pre portioned uh, ingredients delivered you get the step-by-step instructions you assemble them and you make a meal worthy of being the Prince of Halloween. I'm silly the King of Halloween. Uh, HelloFresh offers more than 20 chef curated delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut, try new things and make any night feel special. Uh, HelloFresh, as I said, delivers the pre-portioned ingredients. So you're not overbuying and overburdening the planet. HelloFresh packaging uses simple. Uh, I'm sorry. HelloFresh packaging uh, is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. You can easily change me- delivery days or meal plan preferences. Skip a week whenever it's right for you. You can help with uh, HelloFresh's Beyond the Box program where you give nutritious meals to those experiencing food insecurity with just a couple clicks in the app. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Games90 and use the code Games90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Games90. 90, 90. All right, Gary, we're done with the awards. Let's move on. Number two on the Roper Report. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity reviews are up. I have the roundup. Are you ready, Mr. Widow? Let's go. The Metacritic, as of this morning, was at a 79. IGN gave it a nine. Cam Shea writes, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity offers a welcome trip back to a world I've clocked hundreds of hours in. Its hugely varied roster of characters, solid combat mechanics, fun progression, and clever adaptation of Breath of the Wild's vision of Hyrule is a joy to play and discover. While there are some missed characterization opportunities, Age of Calamity is still a blast from start to finish. Nintendo Life gave it an 8. Gavin Lane wrote, Approached with the knowledge that this is a full-featured side dish. You'll have a very good time hacking and slashing your way through Calamity Ganon's minions in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Just remember that despite its sparkling presentation, it is still not a Zelda game. What it is is a brilliant Zelda-infused Musou experience filled with varied and satisfying combat and Breath of the Wild additions that work beautifully within the boundaries of the warrior's template. The care and attention given to detail here is hugely impressive. We found performance to be adequate and, crucially, it didn't affect our enjoyment throughout. Just be prepared for a slideshow once the pyrotechnics start in two-player co-op. In many ways, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity could be exactly the game you need right now. It offers a stopgap opportunity to revisit a world and characters we adore. In a particularly calamitous year, uh, Animal Crossing's calming alternative life uh, was wh- was all well and good for a time, but there's definite catharsis in grabbing the Master Sword, sprinting out there, and giving all the prowling nasties a sound thrashing. It's a story of old friends and enemies coming together to triumph over incredible adversity. adversity. Yep, we'll take one of those right now, please. And then Game Informer gave it a 7.5. Ben Reeves, right? Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity looks a lot like Breath of the Wild, but it lacks the exploration and puzzle-solving elements that define the mainline Legend of Zelda series. Age of Calamity may not resemble the traditional Zelda game, but it's not a bad time. The action is repetitive, but also relaxed and comfortable. It trades on your love for Nintendo's classic franchise, and I was happy for the excuse to return to this version of Hyrule. I still feel like I'm chasing Breath of the Wild's high, and Age of Calamity is a small solace. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is far from a revelation, but it is inadequate diversion. Mr. Gary Witta, do you give a flying fuck about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity?
1: I do, actually. I'm excited Ooh. about this one. Breath of the Wild, big, big, big hit in this house. My wife and my daughter both loved it. They both finished the game. They did all the DLC. Absolutely loved it. Uh, they played the demo um, and enjoyed that too. And even though I passed on on Breath of the Wild, uh, because I, I know it's just not—you didn't play Breath Zelda, of the Wild. Zelda, like the core Zelda games have just never been my cup of tea. Huh. I know I'm missing out. I, I know no, no, if it's not it's, for you. It's not for you. Don't it's some yeah. Some things just aren't my cup of tea. Um, I, I tell you what is my cup of tea though, Greg is like slashing through hordes of of, of baddies. I love doing that. I was a big fan of uh, uh, the Dynasty Warriors uh, games, sure, sure. and this is basically yeah. that. Uh, in the Zelda universe, I could see myself playing this actually. So, uh, comes out in just a few days. Uh, I think we might. I think uh, this could be uh, fun for all the family. Okay, okay. Report back. It's I want to hear what it you. It's on my, it's yeah, on my yeah. shopping list. Yeah, sad so so to hear about the slowdown. Though, all the more reason to get that Switch Pro out there. When's that coming? You need that you next you need year. That more next year seems Switch. to be the rumor.
0: Everybody thinks about next year.
1: Get it in there. You know the amazing thing, Greg, is if you've if you seen the uh, like Nintendo's big like holiday tv commercial that's, no. that's going out there now it's like oh fun for all the family get a nintendo switch you know, holiday 2020 it's the it, yeah we have the games you want to play do you know what they're playing in the commercial uh, uh mario kart mario kart yeah mario kart is fucking like kills fucking old still. game and yet it's still, selling, still selling like nobody's amazing it's amazing, business. It's amazing yeah. to me there's nothing else out there and i don't think animal crossing is the one they're pushing because that's kind of there are there are just games nintendo has this ability i think any other company any other um i can't think of any other franchise that does this is like grand theft auto is the only other one like these evergreen perennially popular games that are still in like the top 10 sellers like literally years after they come out i've never seen anything like it it's pretty amazing and the fact yeah. that nintendo is still so confident in those, I mean, Animal Crossing's is a 2020 game, but like Mario, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out in what I don't know. It's been it came out with the system basically, um, so it's what, three four years old now, um, yeah. and and it's and it's still like at the center of like Nintendo's big you know holiday uh, promotional push. That, I think I just, I just think that's remarkable. So I, I mean, people
0: still it. buy that like crazy, right? Looking at uh, I'm over on uh, VentureBeat.com, also GameSpeed. Don't forget Jeffy Grub uh, Grub. <laughs> his October 2020 MPD rundown. Remember uh, that it was uh, it, right here as you go through the list, right? Number five was Mario Kart Live uh, Home Circuit. Number six was Super Mario All-Stars. Number seven was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 11 was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, number 15, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 16, Ring Fit Adventure. Number 17, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And that's of course with the Switch itself being uh, the best-selling console yet again, right? I'm trying to get the
1: which year uh, it was something like it's a twenty-some month thing on here. Oh yeah, it's been like, yeah, it's been like the top-selling console for like the last two years or something. Every month, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to say it's a twenty-something stream Nintendo twenty-third top. Nintendo Switch be. was the best-selling console in the United States for the twenty-third month in a row. Yikes! You know what I mean? And it does it makes sense, my friend. You know, my friend uh, just bought a Switch. And hey, Greg, do, like, wanna, right, do, you wanna, do you want
1: to? Do you want scoop? I can actually combine two stories for you here at once. <laughs> scoop! Yeah, what's that? We talked about game awards. for trying Nintendo. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but fuck it, they didn't pay me anything, so whatever. Um, yeah. I am. I am presenting uh, the award for Nintendo game of the year at the Golden Joysticks Awards this year. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a re- I was really uh, flattered that they asked me uh, to do it, and I um, and uh, it was a really cool thing. Uh, it was How? All pre- it was all pre-recorded over Zoom. You know, yeah. I, I like I sent in a video because they're doing it virtually sure. uh, this year. Did you do it on your animal,
0: animal talking set? I
1: did. I, I did send them some animal. I did it. For, I did it live as me, but I did also for another thing they asked for. I sent them some animal talking uh, footage uh, as well. Now, I was um, thinking, how much
0: did it? How much did I know? You don't care about awards. I but don't. You, but you know, it well, you, took me
1: five minutes. They asked me to do it. You know, I have a hard time saying no to people. It took me five minutes to record the video, so I was happy to do so. Sure.
0: Um, Number three on the
1: road. <laughs> but I tell you, Greg, like it, it's it's a real thing. Like we still like we were, play, we were playing Mario Kart like the day before yesterday. Like it still comes out. We still play it. The more I think about it, the more I wish Nintendo supported that game better. Like where's the paid DLC? Like where's the track pack? i like the, give me some more tracks. Give me a, a new cup. There's building up to stuff. the next.
0: There's building. Why? 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 Like the, it, the, it continues to sell. Why? Just wait and make the next uh, Mario Kart. Don't even yeah, worry I'm, about it. Mario Kart 9.
1: Give it to me. Give it to me.
0: Did you at all do? Did you, especially with the daughter, do a home
1: tour circuit, whatever the fuck it is? The RC Mario Kart. You know, what, it's it's been it, it was impossible to find for a while. I hear that it's now back in stock uh, in places, so I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna order it up. The problem with it is you kind of need to get two, right? Because like if you need, it doesn't. I wish it it should really. I'm gonna get annoyed now. It should ideally, it's, it's greedy, it's, that, that basic kit should really come with two races. It should come with a Mario and a Luigi. You can buy sure. a Mario or a Luigi, but if you actually want to like race each other rather than just go round and round in circles by yourself, you kind of need to buy two kits. I Kevin, feel like
0: your mic's t- live and you're getting, uh, we're getting the studio oh. thing. God damn it. Sorry, TV. guys. Yeah. Come on,
2: uh, I was going to say, I feel like Tim has one he's probably not going to use ever again, so... You know, That's a
0: great point, actually. Yeah, Tim hasn't. But, you buy know.
2: yourself one, and then maybe see if he'll uh, give you the other one.
0: He'll rent it to you you know, at a, a drop-dead price.
1: Number three I on do, the Roper I do, Report. I do want to try that live circuit thing. It does look like fun.
2: We're moving on. Number three. Uh, well, you, Kev, maybe you are.
1: Kevin, bring him into this Mario live stream chat, won't. and we'll, we'll, we'll guilt him about it. We'll see if you
0: can give it to him. Uh, number three on the Roper Report. The Embracer Group has nabbed 12 studios. And a PR firm. This is Dean Takahashi at GameSpeed. He knows Jeffy Grub Grub. Somebody better tell Embracer Group, formerly THQ Nordic and Nordic Games Publishing, to slow down because the game publisher just decided to acquire 12 game studios. The deals are smaller in nature, but along with Microsoft's $7.5 billion acquisition of Bethesda in September, it is yet more proof that the games industry has gone insane with dealmaking. The acquired studios include Thinking Ape Entertainment in Canada, Nimble Giant Entertainment in Argentina, in Argentina. Uh, Madhead Games in and... Serbia, man, I'm just struggling. Here's the problem. I only, I don't know where my cup of water is. I only have my cup of coffee, and that just drives my mouth out more. Snapshot Games in Bulgaria, 34 Big Things in Italy, Zen Studios in Hungary, uh, IUGO Mobile Entertainment in Canada, Purple Lamp Studios in Austria, Quantic Lab in Romania, Coffee Stain North, uh, Flying Wild Hog in Poland, and Silent Games in England. It also bought Sandbox Strategies, a PR and influencers relationship. PR and influencer relations agency in New York, Uh, the Eleven Studios and PR agency add at least 1,273 employees to Embracer Group's growing ranks. That as that pushes the company over 5,000 employees. The Karlstad, Sweden-based company said it has more. It has 135 game projects in the works right now, up from 118 in May. Market researcher NewZoo expects games in game industry revenues to hit uh, $174.9 billion in 2020, thanks in part to gamers entertaining themselves relentlessly during the pandemic. Embracer raised $661 million in cash via a stock sale on October 8th. Embracer Group also reported uh, its earnings today and said its sales increased 89% for the third quarter ended September 30th uh, to $276.4 million, while profits before taxes and other items were $112.3 million. If you if this is a very inside baseball one, and we're getting even more to it because we work with sandbox strategies all the time in terms of getting codes. Uh, when we did that uh, second extinction stream a while back, that was through them uh, over at sandbox. Rob, who's in charge of the company, says when we were approached to join their family, we jumped at the chance. It just seemed like such a natural fit. We're able to remain a standalone group and stick to our core business of PR and content creator outreach and at the same time offer our services to other developers and publishers within Embracer. I'm excited for what the future holds and look forward to working with all of our our friends, new and old, as we move forward together. Gary, Embracer Group cannot be stopped.
1: I'll tell you what I like most about Mario Kart, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: this is i know this is not a juicy one this is not a holy shit let's talk for 30 minutes about it it is just yet another thing of remember these motherfuckers are crazy they brought back spongebob they brought back reckoning they brought back destroy all humans they called themselves thq nordic like they continue to buy in in now they bought a pr firm that, that that's still standalone in can do it's i man they just yeah keep doing like, when,
1: I, when i was reading the story about all the studios they bought and my first thought was wow i didn't know that we're, that went that that many studios left i thought thq nordic had already hoovered them all up but apparently there are and now there's this other company out there that i've never heard of um no gary no 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 no, no no all these all these other companies all these studios no gary no what? this is thq nordic Wait,
0: this is part of THQ Nordic. This is the parent company. They were called THQ Nordic and then they said they they were the parent company THQ Nordic. Then they had THQ Nordic and they said that's confusing. So the parent company changed their name to Embracer Group. These are those motherfuckers you're talking about. This is Lars Wingforce. Yeah, he is buying the it, entire like, fucking
1: industry. Yeah. It's like when you play against some annoying fucker that like winds up owning every monopoly property on the board. <laughs> with nothing left for you to buy. I'm like, how is there anything left for anyone else to buy? yes now 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 it makes total sense and that's why lars is winning
0: because he's not buying boardwalk and park place he is buying baltic he is buying all the little properties nobody cares about and he's, he's building the electric
1: company on. the fucking rail the, he's the, got all the, the railway station he's got uh see it's different for me because my not my, my monopoly board is is different we don't have park place so we have like mayfair and uh and Piccadilly and stuff like that. We have proper Monopoly, not this American no, shit. No, you, <laughs> have, <laughs> you <laughs> have knockoff. Run
0: London Monopoly. <laughs> what the hell is that? Everybody's got that. You know, but at least the people who know, like when you talk to somebody who plays Chicago Monopoly, they're not like, "Oh, I don't understand what that is." Sorry, I only know uh, the Magnificent Mile.
1: Wait, if you wait, if you buy, if you buy Monopoly in Chicago, is it all Chicago stuff?
0: Uh, no, I mean, like there's all like the different. Ones. Yeah, there's all the different one-offs of it. There's Achievement Hunter and Monopoly. There's all sorts of crap. Really? Monopolys. They're that yeah. big? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah.
1: Why isn't there Kind of Funny Monopoly? We,
0: are not, <laughs> yeah, small, we are not that big. Yeah, we are not that big. Yeah, Kind of Funny.com slash store. It, you if you want new shit, you have to buy the old shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want the old shit. I know. It's like <laughs> some of it's only like $4 now. Just fucking buy it so we can get new it shit. It is up, amazing right? how many
1: different types of – There's like fucking Halo Monopoly and all kinds of mad yeah. shit out there now. It's like you know you've made it when you either have your own Monopoly or your own Funko Pop.
0: That is true. Yeah. you see, Do You see that – Austin Creed, aka Xavier was from up up down down, WWE superstar. And the new day in general is getting added to gears. They got themselves yeah, in I gears. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah, amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Damn. Why why aren't we in gears? We're not that popular. (laughs) That's the problem, Gary. (laughs) They'll they'll put shirtless Spider-Man in as a reference that if you get, you get. And if you don't, you don't. He's just some fat guy. Uh, Number four, this is a quick one for you. Uh, Deej is going to Iron Galaxy. This is from Iron Galaxy. Today, we are excited to announce that former Bungie communications director David Deej Daig has joined the company as head of communications and chief operating officer. And Chief Operating Officer uh, Chelsea Blasco has been named co-CEO alongside Adam Boys. Uh, the expanded leadership team will drive the development and launch of an original multiplayer melee combat IP for consoles and PC. Uh, renowned for his work on the launch team for Destiny for the Destiny franchise at video game developer Bungie, new hire Adige uh, will has built exceptional teams uh, that. Create inclusive, vibrant online communities that engage players. Deej will be building on his previous success with the creation of a new community team at Iron Galaxy. Of course, Iron Galaxy, a proud Chicago business. Adam Boys, a fucking clown. Dave Lang, also a fucking clown. Deej, a good guy. Maybe he'll finally I love clean- those I love those bozos. Maybe he'll finally clean the place up. You know what I mean. Because whatever. But congrats to all of them. That's, that's awesome. And it's exciting to see them talk about an original multiplayer me- melee combat IP. We'll see what that ends up. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Gary, I'm excited to see what D-J does over there. You know, throws out the trash, gets rid of Dave Lang, everything that can happen over there. But Same that thing. is still so far away. If I want to know something
1: more immediate, what came to the mom and grub shops? Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Out today, the Four Kings oh, no, Kevin, Casino. Do that. That's ASMR. Like that People love all. that. See, that's one of the reasons we're not big enough for Monopoly.
1: I do think Kevin that's should me. do his own ASMR channel.
0: Kevin should do, yeah. Kevin should do a three hour long
2: video where he reads the Yellow Pages. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking into some stuff that like would make that easier. into a
1: microphone. It's Read very it?
2: exciting. The Yellow Pages? What? No, I said I'm looking into some stuff with audio for some experimental things that I've been thinking about developing. Oh, I'm us. excited.
1: I'm actually excited no, about that. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out today, the Four
0: Kings Casino and Slots on Xbox One, Nexoria, Dungeon, Rogue Heroes on Switch, Real Apocalypse or no, no, Real Politics, sorry, 2 on PC, Who is the liar on PC? Uh, Solitarix on PC. Uh, PUBG gets update 9.2 on PC and is coming to consoles on November 26th. Players can drop into Battlegrounds to try out a new vehicle mini-survivor pass, and get balance updates. Uh, Second Extinction, that game I was talking about with Sandbox, gets a new insane difficulty mode on PC. And then there's a Pokemon Go update coming starting November 30th. Well, actually, this is a new date then. Just pretend I moved to new dates. Uh, Starting November 30th, the Go Beyond update will bring an improved leveling experience for all players, increase the level cap to 50, create streamlined events known as seasons, and introduce Pokemon originally found in the Kalos region to the game for the first time. Uh, new dates for real io interactive is teasing that they have a new project reveal they're doing that on november 19th that is tomorrow at 6 a.m pacific you can watch live youtube.com slash io interactive of course we'll talk about it on games daily as well
2: oh thank god uh what now i'm just happy we're not live streaming you know what I mean? okay yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. at yeah, <laughs> cool. 6 a.m uh, no, thank you the Game Her Awards, a uh, media platform that connects, supports, and empowers women in gaming, is announcing the winners for its first ever Women in Gaming Awards series. After eight weeks of receiving over 600 nominations and more than 70,000 votes for the finalists, the Game Hers uh, will announce their official winners during a live finale November 19th, again tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh Tinkertown is coming to st- steam early access on December 3rd and then Star Wars Squadrons is getting a content drop it reads like this. On Wednesday, November 25th, the first update will deploy giving players a brand new map of a fan favorite location, F- Foestar Haven, is that how you say that? Ner- you nerd, you Star Wars nerd Gary, Fostar Haven. Uh, this new map will uh, be available in both fleets battle fleet battles and dogfight mode. Additionally, this update comes with several new ship components, including a booster extension kit, rockets, prototype piercing torpedoes, and anti-material rocket turret. The second holiday supply drop will arrive in December and feature some of the community's most requested content, starting with two new iconic starfighters, an a sf B-Wing starfighter uh, for new Republic pilots, and then a TI d Defender multi-role, star- multi-role starfighter will join the Imperial Navy's fleet. I'm excited about
1: the B-Wing. Best ship in Star Wars.
0: Did you ever get into this? Did you play uh, uh, Squadrons?
1: I got. Um, I've been waiting for a couple of things. I've been waiting to get my uh, flight stick and throttle, which nice. has now shown up. They're very hard to get these days for some reason. Sure. I think it's Flight Sim and there's a couple of. For some reason, you can't get it. Really, really hard to find. I was eventually able to procure one, and I've been waiting for a couple of um, uh, patches to both the VR and the flight stick sensitivity, so that um generally i I often don't play games at launch greg i often wait for a couple of patches for it to like properly stabilize because i want my experience with the game to be good and i don't want to be like for like for example assassin's creed valhalla is really buggy and that would bum me out to be playing it at launch with all those bugs i would rather wait a couple of months until the first few patches have cleaned it up and then i can have a you know a better experience with it
0: fair enough gary it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games, giving me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Jordan McCarthy needs help on PS5. Jordan's PSN is J-P-D-M-A-C-C-A. Maca, I guess. Uh, J-P-D-M-A-C-C-A. Hi, Greg and Gary. As you may know, we are finally getting the PS5 in Europe tomorrow, and I can't wait. I'm getting Spider-Man and Demon Souls on launch, but may pick up Sackboy or Call of Duty also. It would be great to have some KFBFs to share great next gen experiences with. Thanks for everything you do, constantly bringing positivity to the world. Also, Gary has a strong taste in football teams. Uh,
1: I'm glad. To, I'm glad uh, that he thinks so
0: who's your favorite football
1: team the bears chicago bears you like uh oh that kind of football uh, now
0: nah, i'm sure sh- i guarantee he's he's in the year he's in europe he's talking about soccer okay. but he said yeah
1: maca he's probably from Mackelsfield. there you go would be would jpd
0: maca if you want to play some playstation yeah 5. tottenham
1: hotspur football club
0: Gary, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, did really well today. Not a wrong, but Zan Fair confirms that Kojima did win Best Game Direction for Death Stranding. Greg, you were right. Thank you. Uh, Song of Storm says, just correcting something Gary said on the show. He said all major award shows have their contention periods from January 1st, to December 31st. The Oscars is indeed that time frame, but the Emmys and Grammys are different. Emmys are June 1st to May 31st, and the Grammys are also September 1st to August 31st.
1: So as always, that, like that, we said earlier, yeah, yeah, that that's true, and those are ba- and th- and those are based more around like you know because like t- television, like it's changing these days in the age of streaming, like seasonal television, you know, t- network seasonal television typically goes from uh like Sem- September up until like May and there's not much TV on in the summer. So because because uh the TV season is technically a, is is kind of a different 12-month period, makes sense for the Emmys to reflect that. I believe I don't know anything about music, but I imagine it's something similar with the Grammys as well. But the closest analog is movies where most of the big movies and most of the big games are certainly the ones that would be considered worthy of awards contention come out towards the end of the year. So it makes sense to uh, to to give, you know, voters breathing room to to properly consider those end-of-year games. That's the only point I was making.
0: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of funny. Games Daily 4 with a Wednesday. Tomorrow, it's going to be me and Tim Tam himself. Four thirty under 30 tim gettys friday a game change for you or a little a change in your programs it's going to be me and asa green river from borderline entertainment celebrating native american heritage month those will be the hosts to close you out this week for kind of funny games daily of course our show doesn't actually end here you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the post show gary and i are about to do exclusive to you right there however if you want to stay here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, uh, Internet Explorers is up next. You got Tim, Andy, and Nick doing goofy things on the internet for
1: you. Um, so, yeah. Also, Greg, hmm? later today, uh, I don't know if you caught this last week. it wouldn't be surprised if you didn't um but i uh, unboxed the ps5 on my own twitch channel and uh, i don't understand unboxings but people seem to like them it was very very popular it was like the most popular twitch stream i've done outside of animal talking like a really long time people really really like watching people take you know cables and shit out of boxes yeah. i who knew um anyway it was super popular and so i thought i would do another one so uh, later today guess what i've got here Microsoft sent me oh. the Series S, oh. which I'm actually quite excited about because this might be the perfect box for me to stream from uh, when I do my Xbox game streaming. Okay. So I'm thinking around, I'm thinking about 2:30 p.m. Pacific today on my channel, Twitch.tv/slash Gary Widder. I'm going to unbox and talk a little bit about the Xbox uh, Series uh, S, and uh, and I hope you'll uh, join me for that. Well, and to the go. person in chat who just said that the PS, uh, the, the, the 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 my. Uh, PS5 unboxing was lame. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's <laughs> with
1: the view, <laughs> sucker. You got him.
0: You got him. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember each and every weekday we are here with the nerdy video game news you need to know about. You can be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Get the post show we're about to do over there. Of course, you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or listen on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you for supporting it. Until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.